0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Monday, August 17th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulcher,
0: And I'm Brett Goodman.
1: We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. This day, we began a new sermon series here at First Pres Huntsville about children's books and the lessons of faith that we can find in them. So now, let us calm our hearts and minds with a prayer. This prayer comes to us from the author, Robert Louis Stevenson.
0: Let us pray. Lord, when the day returns, call us with mourning faces, and with mourning hearts, eager to labor, happy if happiness be our portion, and if the day is marked with sorrow, strong to endure. Amen.
1: Amen. Our reading today is from Luke's Gospel, the 10th chapter, verses 25 through 37. Listen to the familiar story of the Good Samaritan. Just then a lawyer stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said to him, you have given the right answer. Do this and you will live. was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers. He said, the one who showed mercy. Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As
0: Tara said, we're starting a new sermon series pairing scripture and children's books, finding truth in both of them. Tara, can you give us a quick summary of the book you paired with this passage?
1: So the book we looked at in worship yesterday is called Dragon Was Terrible. It's by Kelly DiPuccio. And in this book, there's this dragon who's like terrorizing everyone just by being a menace. Just nobody likes him. And no one can tame him. And the end of the book, dragon is redeemed because there's a little boy who invites him into listening to this story. He hears this story and calms and and learns the way to behave, I think, Mm -hmm. um, with the townspeople. And so... I love that story with this for a couple of reasons. One is that Dragon was terrible. Um, He was not a good member of society, right? Everyone's annoyed. Nobody likes him. So, of course, there's a a parable there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing I love is that this young lawyer knows the answer, but it's not until Jesus tells him a story of it lived out that he really gets it. Hmm. And I, Jesus does that a lot, and I like it. And so that's why I brought Dragon was terrible to the table, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you said, the lawyer asking questions, wanting to kind of debate the law, there's nothing... Out of the ordinary about that, that's a very cultural thing that was done. What was countercultural was Jesus kind of shifting everything on his head, and it's like, let's not debate. How about I just tell you a story about this?
1: And I love that, too, because uh, in the first century, they were heavily influenced by Greek culture. Yeah. And so, you know, you reason things out, and, and you argue with these very reasoned arguments until you get to the truth. And Jesus says, you know what, I'm going to wipe all that away, and let me tell it to you simply you know, there was someone yeah. hurting in the ditch. Who is his neighbor? Yeah. And um, I can win all the arguments I want, but until I am convicted and helping those who can't help themselves, I'm not getting it right.
0: It takes it from this something I think we still need to do today when we we sometimes put issues and ideas up in this kind of ethereal mindset of, you know, it's something that we're just debating, but Jesus brings it down to this affects people's lives, Absolutely uh, affects your life and affects your neighbor's life. Um, and when a face is put to that, um, whether it's you as the traveler um, or someone you love as the traveler, uh, then it becomes so much more real in that.
1: Yeah, it's funny, too, because I've heard people say, well, what do we do with this parable in the modern age? I mean, we live in this kind of global economy. Is everyone our neighbor? They had the same issue in first century Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, being a neighbor to everyone is a really hard task. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of constantly giving. And so I do think that it's the same challenge, that we just have to take it one minute at a time and be a neighbor where we can at each turn.
0: Yeah, I, f- I read something that I thought was really fascinating. Of It kind of turned this, per- this idea on its head of, um, you know, who is your neighbor? Your neighbor is the Samaritan, not in the sense of like, you need to go out and be merciful to the Samaritan, but the Samaritan is merciful to you. The person you perceive as your enemy is the hero. Um, And so it's super humbling, I think, for the lawyer to, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about this of when we provide charity, you know, what's the power dynamic in these things. And Jesus flips all of that and says, the person that you think is less than is the hero. They're able to give just as much mercy as you're able to give.
1: Yes. And I think um, we are also able to give mercy in as many different ways as there are people, hmm. right? So the Samaritan here binds the wounds, takes them to the end. Um, our job is to figure out how we can be, you know, um, helpful to Samaritans that are in our community now. And I think it, there are as many different answers as there are people.
0: Yes, Absolutely. Why do you think that this... I mean, I think if someone hasn't been to church for a while or ever at all, they've probably heard of the Good Samaritan. You know, we have non-profits called the Good Samaritan. I thought Samaritan was an adjective until like eight years ago, you know?
1: <laughs> until seminary. Until seminary. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
0: Why do you think that this is a story that resonates with our culture? And do you think that... Um, our culture and popular depictions of this, does it justice?
1: So I think this story is popular in part because it's simple. Hmm. Someone is hurting and they help them. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Right? It's the same message we teach our kids yeah. the first time they read it. Um, so I think it's popular in that way. It feels simple. Yeah. Um, but there's way more packed in there mm-hmm. that Jesus has. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of the person that you most revile. And if you say you don't have one, I don't think you're being honest, <laughs> but think of the person or kind of person you most revile and then ask yourself, can I bind their wounds? Yeah. And can I help them? Yeah. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right of there is um, the simplicity. And I, I want to believe that people really want to do good and so that this this paints a picture of that. Uh, and so it's something that we can use as a teaching device or a moral. Um, but one of the things that I think that dives deeper is this, um, you know, ethnic part of it, of Mm -hmm. there is a people group who claim that their God is the true God that you think that that's your God. And so there's, there's these cultural and religious divisions, um, And Jesus just completely shatters those. And I think that that is so much more difficult. It's so much weightier. It's so much harder to do. Um, And we don't want it to be. And, like, it's tough to talk about because we want to ignore those things. Um, But they're they're pervasive in every part of our life.
1: Yeah, they are. And I I also think um, it gets at grace Hmm. in a really interesting way, which is the Samaritan is broken. And the person, I'm sorry, the person in the ditch is broken. Mm -hmm. And the Samaritan lavishes this person with gifts and love and healing that in no way they have warranted.
0: You know what I mean?
1: Um, So I think it also is this kind of really beautiful um, idea of, you know, he was given something that no one else gave him. Yeah. So... So we will end today with a quote by the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. from his book, Strength to Love. On the parable of the Good Samaritan, I imagine that the first question the priest and Levite ask was, if I stop to help this man, what will happen to me? But by the very nature of his concern, the Good Samaritan reversed the question. If I do not stop to help this man, what will happen to him?
0: Thank you all for joining us today. If you enjoyed our quote today, you can go to the site rocketcitylift.com where we have cited and put all quotes up. Now, may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is upon you. Amen.
1: Amen.